with hot seats. Bogdani is a secure, censorship-resistant, anonymous voting protocol, and I'm really excited because the first thing that a lot of people thought when uh, blockchain came out is that it's really good for voting and stuff, but it turns out that voting on-chain is basically a nightmare and extremely susceptible to bribing to the point that you can automate bribing at a large scale with automated payouts, smart contracts, etc. Really excited for today's call. All right, without further ado, we can go with Pau, who is the CTO of Bogdani, and Mark, who is a full-stack developer at Bogdani. Let's take it away. Thank you, Paul. You're amazing. And thank you, Clara, also for inviting myself and also Mark. I am Pau from Bogdani. I'm one of the co-founders. Just a quick presentation of uh, who we are. Uh, Bogdani is a project that was born back in 2018. So Bogdani's vision is to improve the democratic health and promote the participatory governance using decentralized and open source technology, right? That's a quite wide vision, but that's what we do. And uh, we do it by implementing a voting protocol that we started back in 2018. We were focused on the Web 2 world, not in the Web 3. So that's probably why some of you maybe never uh, hear about our project because we have been focused on trying to solve this problem for the traditional world, let's say, and not in the Web3 world. But in 2021, we were, the project was acquired by Aragon Association. And from that moment, we are also focused on the Web3 world. There are nice things that are coming that I will I will present right now. So yeah, the Bogdani protocol is uh, is is mainly implemented on a layer two blockchain. Uh, we are using Tendermint. Initially, we tried to fork Ethereum and then to make uh, let's say a, a proof of authority network uh, able to to process votes, let's say in a fast way. But it was not fast enough for our needs because uh, we wanted to support national size elections. So we end up implementing our own layer two blockchain solution. Right now it scales very well. Uh, we have around 800 transactions per second. The main functionality of this blockchain is to is to process votes and to configure uh, elections. We don't have gas, we don't have smart contracts. It's everything. It's very optimized just for, for voting and for for processing ballots. This layer two blockchain is, is ZKSNARK native. We have support for anonymous voting by using ZKSNARK technology. We are using Circom from, from Jordi Bailina. It's currently a proof of authority, uh, but we are migrating it to proof of stake. Uh, right now, most of the validators are from the Bogdan organization, but there are some of them that are part of some public institutions like universities and so on. You can check a bit the protocol if you go to the Explorer. It's the explorer.vote, the URL. And there you can see the transactions, you can see the votes, the processes, the, the data structures and everything if you want to see a bit more about it. And then right now, in the, on top of this protocol, we, we, we are building three products mainly. The main one right now is Bogdani.app. App, which is a front end uh, that uses the protocol for Web2 organizations, uh, meaning that, for instance, we do not integrate MetaMask or Web3 signers. The, the signer is integrated inside the browser, so the user has an experience which is very close to a web page. Actually, today we just released the new Bogdani dot app version which includes many improvements you can check it out if you if you want you can create an account it's for free you can try to create a voting and vote 
uh, you will see that uh, the way to configure an election there is very, let's say, simple. You need to upload a CSV file uh, with the credentials of the voters, and then the census is created and everything uh, goes in order to make the users cast the vote. Then the second product that we have is um, is called voice.aragon.org. Uh, this is to make voting over Web3 context, let's say ERC20 tokens, for instance. So you can register an ERC20 token. Once registered, then you can create elections and users that hold this token can vote. Uh, this is similar to Snapshot. There is a big difference here that is that we use Another technology for verifying users, we use Ethereum storage proofs. This is a Merkle proof that you can get in any Web3 endpoint. And then cast the vote, proving that uh, you are a holder of this token uh, using this proof. This product is currently discontinued because uh, yeah, we are releasing the next product, which is not yet out, but it will be soon. And we hope this new product will will substitute the needs of boys. Because I think we are not very good doing front-end or visual products. So uh, in this new Bogdan iteration, we are focusing on being a protocol player. So we want to put most of the effort on the on the API and the SDK and let people like you guys, for instance, build products on top of that. Because I think the protocol is very, very powerful. It allows a lot of different kinds of voting, a lot of things. You can do a lot of things with the protocol, but the front-ends are very simple. I hope that maybe releasing this new API, people with better skills on, on, on product building will be able to get the power of the, of the Bogdani protocol. So yeah, this is a TypeScript SDK and a REST API. It's very easy to use. Uh, you will see here you have a very simple example on how to create an election. This is what you need to specify. Title, description, header, end date, start date, and the election type. There are some properties here like, uh, is it auto start? So it should it be started in the start date or you want to uh, send the signal for starting it? Is it uh, interrupted, for instance, means do you want to make it alive until the end or you want to stop it be able to stop it before or dynamic census is the census changing on the time of voting or not uh, secret until the end is like do you want to have encrypted votes and release the private keys at the end or not anonymous you want to use zk snarks or not for instance and there are much more options even more that you can see here but these are the most important so just creating this data model and, and sending it through a transaction to the layer two blockchain, you are creating an election with all these properties. So uh, some of that fields that you you've seen in the, in the previous slide are what we call it the ballot protocol. And I think that's important because uh, it's something that we are not supporting in any of our visual products, but is in the protocol since long ago. It's one of the examples. The ballot protocol specifies how the ballot is encapsulated so how the voter is encapsulating the data inside the vote before sending it and how is it accounted in the protocol so uh, you have just a few options which is max count max value unique values max total cost cost exponent blah blah that can be set in order to achieve any kind of voting like ranked choice multi-choice or even quadratic voting you know if for instance for quadratic voting you can set the cost exponent to two, for instance, and you have quadratic voting. 
or you can set it to three and then you have i don't know uh, how is it called it but the quadratic plus one boring something like that right so you can play with these with these values and you can create many kinds of different boring experiments and i think that's one of the nicest thing of the of the protocol so what's the election flow just to have a brief idea on how it works so first you need to build a census the census is built off chain it's not built in the in the in the layer two blockchain not and it's not built in ethereum usually you can build it in ethereum if you want but that's not the idea the idea is that you build a census census is a merkle tree so you need to take the addresses you want to participate in the elections and the weights and put it all together inside the merkle tree and then you have the merkle tree hash root is this what we call the sensor root so that's the first step building the census out of the data that you want the second step is to create an account you can see you need to have an account into the Bogdani blockchain that's for free but you need to send a transaction and you can use metamask as signer for sure or any other signer that you want we are fully compatible with 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 ethereum in terms of uh, cryptography signatures addresses and so on then once you have the account created you create an election using the data model that i showed before that's encapsulated inside that transaction the, you set the census route uh, that you want to use on this election and then you send this transaction to the blockchain and then once this transaction is mined inside the blockchain the the election is alive and users can 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 cast the votes by fetching the proof of the merkle tree that is the census uh proving that they are eligible voters and casting the vote and once the election is finished then the results are computed inside the blockchain and they are part of the blockchain state meaning that anyone can check that the results are actually the correct ones either by checking the the blockchain state or either by adding a node to the to the to the blockchain and computing the same results but what can we do with these results right because we have it in the Bogdanio blockchains how these results are going back to ethereum yeah that's a very <laughs> hard uh, topic and we have been making research on this topic for the last two years and to be honest we don't have yet the greatest solution that we are looking for currently you can just upload the results in an optimistic way to to ethereum but via transaction or chain link and then usually you need to have a committee or a multi-seek or whatever kind of uh, mechanism in order to ensure that these results are correct the nice thing here is that anyone can actually check that the results are correct by reproducing the same state of the Bogdani blockchain so i mean there can be a discussion about these results but ha uh, getting a consensus on on what's the correct or not it's very easy because it's deterministic our main goal in the near future is to enable result pending execution on, on ethereum this is becoming more and more feasible thanks to ethereum 2 and all the improvements and all the zk snark technology that is coming uh, right now, we are designing a ZK bridge that will allow us to upload the Bogdani blockchain state route to Ethereum in a secure and trustless way. So once we have the state route of our blockchain verified inside uh, Ethereum, then we can prove any data that exists in our uh, Bogdani blockchain.
So in that case, we could bring the results back to Ethereum in a trustless way. The new API will be ready very soon. Actually, if someone wants to play with it, we already have some uh, beta versions that can be shared. Uh, and you can play with it if you are interested. Or if not, we will publish it anyways uh, in a few weeks for sure. You can join us in chat or in the GitHub or the Twitter if you want amazing wow tremendous work and still so much to do that's fantastic thank you so much pao i'm gonna start with a question that uh, that needs to be asked you already said that you're focusing on off-chain or like non-web3 use cases but but we have to admit that uh, token voting uh, is the major standard in in crypto uh, even Vitalik has said that that it's definitely a terrible solution. We're not doing it right. But but what needs to happen for it to change within Web3? <laughs> That's a very hard question, Paul. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think uh, the big problem for Ethereum is the identity layer and the civil attacks probably and, and, and the whales holding most of the tokens and then yeah, making... Mm, democracy fail. I think we need better identity projects and civil attack uh, mechanisms in this, in so this sense. Yeah. What I'm understanding from here is that it's very hard to build the census that you were talking about on Ethereum, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we say that the identity and the census are we are agnostic to these layers, let's say. I mean, we process votes and we accept censuses, but the census is built off-chain and that's not what we are focusing on. So yeah, probably we need some other projects to look at to, in order to make this census civil-resistant. Uh, Excellent. I think the first question from our members comes from Andre. I saw there's a parameter there when you create the poll called dynamic census. And I'm curious what that does, because it was false. What does it do if you set it to true? Yeah, if you set it to true, then you can change the census uh, while the election is still running. So usually you build the census, then you vote on that census. But if you enable this option, then you can, the organizer of the election can change the census in any time. Uh, so that's, for instance, for a use case like change.org, for instance, where new people is being added to the census, then the organizer is, up, is upgrading the census route uh, in order to allow the new signers vote, for instance. Okay, I have a follow-up on that. So if it's on false, that means while the voting takes place, even though a user changed their balance it's not gonna reflect in the weight of their vote correct yeah correct thank you thank you to you yeah thanks a lot for your talk i mean super interesting stuff Let's maybe summarize briefly my understanding you have your separate blockchain evm based blockchain and uh, you try to root it at some point in, in the ethereum mainnet or somewhere and you're using zk snark my question is how do you try how do you achieve uh, anonymity in the sense that I, I vote, it's not clear yet uh, that, you know, I, I hold this many um, tokens and that I, I'm this kind of person. So like on Ethereum mainnet, you can track back um, identities quite easily. And even if you don't put a name to it, you know who voted for, for
for what? So I wonder how you achieve uh, anonymous voting or if you do. Yeah, that's a nice question. Well, first, our layer two blockchain is not EVM based, is, uh, is, is built from the scratch and it doesn't contain an EVM inside. Uh, just to point it. And how do we achieve anonymity? We have this ZKJSNARK circuit where you prove that you belong to a census without showing who are you inside the census. So that's the basic thing for, for making this anonymous voting. But, and here you are very right, if you use the, the weight, so if you vote with the weight of your, the number of tokens that you hold, then it's usually quite easy. Even if you are being uh, anonymizing your identity, you can be tracked by your weight or your number of tokens, right? So that's that's a big problem. This problem could be fixed with some kind of homomorphic encryption. We are not doing that for now because also it's very costly and also mixing ZKJSNARS with homomorphic encryption is something that at least blows my mind. I'm not sure if that's even possible. But what we want to do, because that's not implemented, by the way, in any of our products, is to is instead of voting with uh, your specific amount, you are emitting several votes with a fixed size amount. So, for instance, you can vote with one, five, ten, and then if you hold fifty tokens, you will you could, for instance, cast five votes of ten, right? So this way, you are mixing your vote with some other voters. Is this answering the question? I guess, yeah, uh, to some extent. I mean, the, the question, maybe very, very quick follow-up, if I may ask. So these tokens that you mentioned, they live on that same blockchain or you're, you know, or you're using tokens that live, I don't know, on Ethereum blockchain? The thing is that these tokens do not live in the layer two blockchain. You can make elections from Ethereum, from Solana, from Cosmos, whatever you want. The thing is that someone needs to build this census. And in this census, you will... Uh, put the information of the addresses and the tokens that each address has. And this census is built out of the layer one, out of our layer one. So uh, yeah, either you build it on chain on Ethereum, for instance, if you can do it, or Polygon, whatever, or you build it off chain uh, in a server in your house, I don't know, uh, or in a multi-sig party. <laughs> cool, thanks. Right, so the census already contains your, your voting, waiting, and everything. Yes. Excellent. I'd like to ask another more question. If I can prove that I belong to the census so I can vote, could I also prove to a potential briber that I also voted a particular thing so I can get my, my reward? Uh-huh. Very good question, too. <laughs> I would say this is the biggest problem of the e-voting solutions in general <laughs> for, for the Web3 space and also for the traditional world. Um, yes, you can right now. Uh, you have this nullifier, uh, which is an identifier of your vote that doesn't identify to you, but it's what you use for tracking your vote uh, in the blockchain and to be sure that, that your vote is included correctly in the, in the blockchain. And you could theoretically build a second snark proof changing some balance, some 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 parameters on the on the proof creation and producing the same verif uh, nullifier so yes you could show a third party that you voted something and that's a big problem the way we want to solve it 
which is not yet implemented either, but we have uh, a design, is to add a second ZK snark. So we will have a first snark for anonymizing the voter and a second ZK snark for mixing your vote with many other votes. It's a kind of ZK rollout mechanism, but it must be a, a recursive ZK snark in order to be able to process this anonymous proof and then mix the vote with others and then cast the final proof to the blockchain. That's that's the plan that we have for, for solving this issue. We're looking forward to that. So you mentioned wanting to focus more on the front end of Vakdani. What are a few apps in your space that excite you from a UI UX perspective? Something you could draw inspiration from? I'm not a front end guy, to be honest. I'm not sure I can answer this question. Maybe we can reformulate the question to, in what sort of flows would you like Vogdani integrated? Any flow. I like the snapshot uh, front end, to be honest, and I like the flow there. And I, actually, I also like the flow that we currently have in Vogdani.app. But to be honest, I'm not a product, neither a front end guy, so that's not something I can answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we were discussing about making the votes anonymous and not uh, allowing the people i mean the public to infer even by the weight who the author of the vote is i was wondering if in that context you can still grab the data points that would show some meaningful stats for example the turnout how many people voted out of the total you know addressable voter population or how many, how much weight out of the total supply, stuff like that. Can you still grab that at some point and aggregate it? Yeah, you can grab all this information and this information is actually public in the blockchain. So sure, you can, you can, you can grab that because at the end, this is summarized inside the census. So even if it comes from another layer or layer one or whatever, the information is there and, and you have all this also in the layer two blockchain. That I'm not sure I'm understanding your point, but that's my thinking. Yeah, because if you the goal is to not make it obvious who voted, it seems like that particular information would be missing for from anyone, including the app. Okay, that. But in the case of if you use amorphic encryption, there you are actually hiding the weights, and you only have the final weight, so the sum of all the weights that already voted. Still, you have you have the turnout here because you have the total weight. And if you use the approach that I was talking about, which is uh, rounding it to specific size. So if you have 50 tokens, then you vote five times with 10 tokens. You still have the turnout, you know, because the turnout at the end is the is the is the sum of all the weight that voted divided by the total supply of, of this token. Thank you. Okay. All right, one last question that comes from uh, our amazing Paul. What is the difference between ballot obfuscation and voter anonymity? I would say ballot obfuscation in this case is uh, encryption, uh, uh, encrypting the, the ballot. So you are encrypting your choice while anonymity in terms of identity means that you are hiding who you are. So uh, you can have both or you can have only one. Usually in the ballot obfuscation at the end, you are able to, to see the ballot because you want everyone to compute the same results. Or maybe not, there are some 
scenarios where uh, the organizer doesn't want to make the result public. In this case, the ballot obfuscation will be obfuscated forever. Excellent. With that, we have reached time. Wow, Pau and Mark, thank you so much for coming. This has been one of the most exciting and technical discussions that we have had. Thank you for showing us everything. Thank you for showing us the SDK that you're building. It does seem quite easy to start implementing this, creating votes. So I hope that with this tool, many, many other projects will start seeing that we can do better than Snapshot. We can do better than token voting. Thank you so much for showing us. Yeah, thank you to you and yeah, amazing and amazing questions by the way. <laughs> that was great. <laughs>